the highest office in the land, just got a little higher. President Joe Biden's recent annual physical clocked his height at 72 inches, or six feet tall, up slightly from the 5 foot 11.65 inches his doctor reported last year. No explanation for the 80-year-old's growth was provided. This is Pulse Check. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. The DEA plans to reimpose rules that were lifted during the pandemic and require patients to get certain medications from Adderall to OxyContin in person from a doctor. There are some exceptions. Patients who need buprenorphine for opioid use disorder, testosterone for gender-affirming care, or ketamine for depression, for example, will be able to get an initial 30-day supply via telemedicine, but would need to visit a doctor to continue taking those medications. House Republicans' new COVID committee will hold its first hearing today, featuring testimony from conservative doctors who opposed the public health restrictions imposed early in the pandemic. The event is expected to be heated and include debates about the origin of the virus. Over the weekend, the Energy Department concluded that COVID-19 escaped from a lab, though it admits low confidence in that conclusion. Several other government agencies have reached the opposite conclusion, that COVID-19 had natural wildlife origins. And millions who rely on Medicaid could be booted from the program after a year of review. Megan Messerly is here to talk about why one state's plan is raising red flags. Thanks for having me. So you reported that the federal government is giving states a year to determine who should be eligible for Medicaid after the pandemic officially ends and who should be removed from coverage. So they gave states a year, but one state is trying to do it in half that time. What's going on? Yeah. So to explain this, we have to go back to the beginning of the pandemic. So basically at the beginning of the pandemic, um, Congress told states, you have to keep people who are enrolled in Medicaid covered under Medicaid while the public health emergency is in place. So basically, you know, we think back to March 2020, right? You know, everything was very uncertain. Businesses were closed. Congress essentially said, you have to keep people covered. And in exchange for that, we will give you extra federal dollars for your state-run Medicaid program. So fast forward to where we are now, three years later, Congress actually decoupled that requirement that states keep people continuously covered in their year-end omnibus spending bill um, and essentially set a timeline in place for states to begin this unwinding process. So that's a lot of complicated jargon to say that what states are doing right now is checking to see whether you know millions of people across the country who are enrolled in Medicaid are still eligible for that program. This has basically been on pause for the last three years. So we've just seen Medicaid enrollment rates swell. And so states are now beginning this process of combing through their roles and seeing who's still eligible for the program and who isn't. So the Biden administration has been very concerned about people who are eligible for Medicaid still falling through the cracks, not completing the required paperwork, not knowing that this process is happening. And so they've been encouraging states to take a full 12 months to initiate these renewals, um, an extra two months on the tail end to actually complete those renewals. So this is all with the aim of ensuring that, you know, this process doesn't happen too fast and that people who are still eligible for coverage don't lose their coverage. But Arkansas is planning to do this in six months. And so why are people freaked out about that? 
Arkansas has has some history here, as you reported, and it's uh, not a great track record. Exactly. The big thing that folks both at the national level and then advocates, you know, on the ground in Arkansas point to is what happened back in 2018 when Arkansas implemented work requirements. Even though people were meeting those work requirements, they didn't realize they were going into effect or didn't complete the necessary paperwork to prove that they were meeting those requirements. And so they actually lost their coverage. So about 18,000 people lost their coverage when it was estimated that most of them should not, should have remained enrolled. And so a lot of people look at that experience and say, putting sort of the politics of work requirements aside, in that case, you had a state creating a new requirement people were unaware of or confused by that new requirement, didn't fill out the proper paperwork and lost their coverage. And so a lot of people see in that experience parallels to what's happening now, where again, people may still be eligible for Medicaid, but they don't know that this unwinding of this continuous coverage requirement is happening. They miss the paperwork, they've moved. They're just simply not aware of or not sure what they should be doing to maintain their coverage. And so that's why folks point to that experience with work requirements that Arkansas had as sort of a cautionary tale here. So that coupled with the fact that Arkansas is doing this six months is particularly concerning. And it's worth noting that Arkansas you know, has to do this in six months because state lawmakers back in 2021 actually passed a state law saying this has to be done in six months. So the state's Medicaid agency you know, doesn't have any choice about that. And I remember when I was covering the the work requirements debacle, you know, one of the main reasons was that, you know, people had to access a website in order to file the information to maintain their coverage. And access to Internet is really bad in Arkansas and many other places in the country. And so um, sometimes the nitty gritty of like how these are implemented really has a huge impact. Speaking of the legislature, that goes to the point that this wasn't the current governor's idea, but she has been very gung-ho about it. What is her position? This is Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, famously part of the Trump administration, now governor of Arkansas. So it's worth noting that states have been, you know, preparing, anticipating that this continuous coverage requirement would eventually end. And Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders just took office. You know, advocates on the ground in Arkansas who work with Medicaid recipients, they got the first copy of Arkansas's plan back in November. So this, you know, definitely predates her administration. But since taking office, you know, she has announced a new policy to implement work requirements. It's a little bit different than what the state tried in the past in that people wouldn't totally lose their coverage if they don't comply with the requirements. They would basically just be downgraded to a lesser form of Medicaid. But she said this is all in the effort of removing people from government dependency. So when I reached out to her office to ask about, you know, unwinding, her office basically just reiterated that same idea that this is about removing people from government dependency um, and talking to, you know, Republican state lawmakers. They, they really frame this as freeing up resources so that the people who really need Medicaid will have the resources to remain covered under that program. And so 
they believe that the plan the state has in place, you know, will both um, sort of protect the state's financial resources, protect taxpayers, but also prevent people from from falling through the cracks. You know, they feel their plan is confident to ensure that people who are still eligible for Medicaid remain covered. The problem here is that I think pretty much everyone agrees, except for, you know, maybe if we're going to get into broader arguments about, you know, Medicaid buy-in or Medicaid for all or anything like that. But broadly, people, you know, agree that people who aren't eligible for Medicaid um, when this continuous coverage requirement, you know, officially ends on April 1, you know, they shouldn't be on Medicaid anymore. The concern here is that you move too fast and either one, people who are eligible for Medicaid will, you know, again, fall through the cracks, not fill out the requisite paperwork and lose their coverage. Or two, you know, that there are going to be people who are not eligible for Medicaid, but should be eligible for other forms of coverage. You know, they may be eligible for a no-cost or low-cost subsidy um, through the health insurance marketplace. They might have employer-sponsored coverage. You know, there are other ways for them to get covered. And if they don't realize this is happening, they might not make that transition. And so that's the concern here is this sort of tension between, you know, states and I would say even blue states, right, wanting to be fiscally responsible maybe have employer-sponsored coverage and don't need Medicaid, right? I think everybody agrees that those folks, you know, shouldn't be on Medicaid anymore. But the concern is that if this just happens so fast, there might be people who slip through the cracks. When is this process kicking off? And what other states are you watching who might be in a similar position to Arkansas? Great question. Every state is doing this on their own time frame, which makes it kind of complicated. But the short of it is people can't start losing coverage until April 1st. So that's when um, the first official terminations will happen. And then again, the Biden administration is really encouraging states to take a full sort of 12 to 14 months, depending on how, how you slice the dates. So it's going to be a long, <laughs> it's going to be a long, long process. Um, you know, some states aren't planning to start terminating coverage until June or July, but this work is basically starting now. You know, even if states aren't sending out their their letters or terminating coverage, they are beginning this work. And then as far as which states are going fast that I'll be keeping an eye on, one that is really interesting is Arizona. Republican lawmakers there have expressed some interest in maybe moving the plan along faster. Course, having a Democratic governor, that's going to make it harder to change that time frame. I think generally people are keeping an eye on Republican states as they, you know, get back into their legislative sessions this year. You know, Medicaid unwinding is a very wonky thing. As lawmakers start to hear from their constituents and groups that unwinding is happening, there's some thought that there might be more interest and attention on moving quickly. At the same time, like states have been spending months and months developing these plans. I think there is some thought about how logistically complicated it would be for a state Medicaid agency to pivot at this point and try to do this process more quickly if they haven't already been planning for it for two years, as Arkansas has. Well, we will stay on top of this. Thank you for coming on to tell us the latest. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Annie Reese is our producer. Raghu Madhavalan is our editor. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting, Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.